With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Hi, 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 hi. First things first, hot off the press. Giovanna Fletcher is the winner of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And she's actually a friend of the show. And so obviously the first thing she wanted to do when she was freed from the castle in Wales was talk exclusively to us. So Giovanna, hello. Are you happy that you've won? Uh, yeah. Great. Thanks so much. Speak to you soon. Bye. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Medusa, Dermot Kennedy, Paradise, on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman. And before that, I played you a Christmas song. It's the 5th of December. It's it's Christmas, almost. Ariana Grande and Santa Tell Me was up first, which is great. I really like that song. I'm not joking. I know that sounded insincere, but I actually really do. How's it going? Has your week been all right? Has it just been exactly the same as all the other weeks? Yeah, probably. It's kind of how it goes. But I have some exciting news for you. It's actually not that exciting for you, but it's exciting for me. Today is my reverse birthday. I know that's not a thing, but I, I'm just looking at like the date before, and I was like, oh, hang on a minute. That's like my birthday, but the other way around, because my birthday's the 12th of the 5th, and this is the 5th of the 12th. So, happy reverse birthday to me. I'm going to mark this wonderful occasion by playing some songs and talking on the radio for approximately two hours, if that's okay with you. Um, on the show this afternoon, quite a lot of stuff that I'm quite excited to, to get to. We've got some Christmas confessions after 4pm. Um, I also have a story about a wallet. We need to discuss Rita Ora. And I'd also quite like to discuss hotels, if that's okay with everybody. Plus, this is really exciting. At 10 past 4, we are going to be revisiting a really, really, really old feature that we used to do on this show like a long time ago and it was in the radio feature graveyard but we are going to exhume it for one week only because there's been an exciting development this is an old feature that may or may not involve disgraced former mayors of london if you know you know and if you don't know get ready to know it's at 10 past four plus it's december I would like to try and rebrand this festive season for 2020. I've had an idea about how it can be improved for all of us. I'll tell you that in about, I don't know, 10 minutes time, give or take. Music-wise, you'll hear 24K Golden soon and Claudia Valentina and Chloe Moriondo in a second. After we do This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. Do you want some wisdom? I will give you some wisdom. So much wisdom. I am one of the wisest people on the radio, actually. That's according to me. And I'm just going to spread some of that wisdom with, with all of you so that you can live your lives and it will be slightly enhanced by knowing the things that I'm about to tell you. Lesson number one. This week I learned... Admittedly, this one's quite niche. Do you remember a CBBC show <laughs> a, a long time ago called Stupid? mid noughties right? And... In this show, there was a king called King Stupid, and he'd, he'd sit in his castle and make people do stupid things, like, I don't know, think their finger was possessed by the devil. It was really funny. It was genuinely one of my favourite shows because it was, like, really well-written. It was, like, really smart. It was funny, but not just funny in, like, a funny-for-kids way. 
genuinely funny. You had like a scout leader who was bitter about his ex-wife divorcing him and he'd like just like kind of stalk her. I know that doesn't sound very funny, but it, it really was. But I, there was one level of the sort of the adult humour on this kids show that I didn't realise until this week, which regards the character of King Stupid. Because, you know, I just thought, oh, that's, that's nice. There's, there's a guy, he makes people do stupid things. He's the king of stupid. He's King Stupid, obviously. But now, it suddenly hit me this week. It, it, was, it was itself a joke that he was called King Stupid. Think about it. King Stupid. Look at that guy. Oh, he's King Stupid. Do you get it? That's so clever. How they got away with that, I don't know. But it's genius. And I have a newfound appreciation for that show now. Inspired. Also this week, I've learned, I paid 0.6 pence per minute for Spotify in the year 2020. You see, everybody else has been interested in like their top artists and all that stuff, their most played songs. I thought the number of minutes... I've streamed for were quite interesting. I think it was 14,888. And so I divided that by what I will have paid for Spotify in the whole of this year. And it's 0.6p per minute, which I think sounds like quite good value. Depressingly, my student discount no longer applies. So it will probably be a bit more next year. But 0.6p per minute, not bad. That's how I measure my value for money out of Spotify. How much it costs me to listen per minute. And finally, this week... I've learned that, you know, you know on a bike, you've got those those things by the handlebars that you squeeze and they make the bike, the bike stop. Brakes, I think they're called. They're really useful, apparently. Um, I discovered this the hard way because my bike is rubbish, as I've complained about many, many, many times. And the brakes don't really work anymore. Like, you squeeze them and kind of not much happens. You slow down, but really, really, really gradually. Um, and I was I was cycling behind someone in a cycle lane the other day and they stopped quite suddenly and I cannot stop quite suddenly with the result that I sort of went into the back of them and it was quite embarrassing and like, you know, I was fine, he was fine, he just seemed a bit unimpressed. <laughs> that was kind of how I describe his reaction to me, just kind of going into the back of him at a moderately low speed, <laughs> going, oh, who's this idiot crashing into me? Why has he done that? Um, yeah, that, that was not great, so brakes i would like some if anybody would like to bring me some bike brakes for christmas that would be really appreciated so i don't crash into people anymore so that is what we have learnt this week king stupid aka king stupid genius spotify cost me 0.6 p per minute can you beat that probably and bike brakes really useful i wish i had some next Christmas is about to step up a gear. I will tell you why after Chloe Moriondo and Girl on TV on Wizard Radio. And that was Chloe Moriondo, Girl on TV. Claudia Valentina is next. It is the 5th of December today. December has been going for a full five days, which means it's sort of acceptable Christmas time now. You can stop being offended by the presence of Christmas stuff in the shops. You can enjoy a cheeky bit of Slade every now and again you know it's all it's all very exciting even though we are mid pandemic it's just nice that something's a bit different but i don't think christmas alone is enough to save this god awful year i think christmas needs to be tweaked it needs to be improved it needs to be upgraded essentially i think that's what we all need in this this hard time to bring us a bit more joy and festivity whilst recognising the strange place that the world is in right now. And so, as of now, I am officially declaring December on this show, and in fact, well, December everywhere, but specifically on this radio show, Chris Wittimus. December is Chris Wittimus, everybody. Merry Chris Wittimus to you. Um, yes, so Christmas this year, I think, needs an upgrade. And who better to upgrade it with than... Our hero, the lovely, bald beauty, the man on the press conferences, the man who asks so nicely for the next slide. This is the man we want to be idolising and appreciating this December. And so, Chris Wittimus was born. What does Chris Wittimus actually involve and how does it differ to Christmas is a question you may be asking right now. And I'll be honest... I don't fully know, I haven't thought it through completely yet, but I think the one thing that is very important is that, you know, on your Christmas tree, if you've got a Christmas tree, right at the top, 
none of these like angels, no star. You've got to have a lovely picture of Chris Whitty up there. Maybe that one that was doing the rounds on social media yesterday of him getting like injected with something and looking kind of menacing and slightly sinister. When I say injected with something, by the way, I'm talking like by a medical professional, you know, <laughs> nothing untoward going on. Um, so yeah, I think pop a picture of Whitty at the top of your tree. Maybe write a letter to Chris Whitty telling him what you want for Chris Whittymus. I don't know. That, that might be nice. A vaccine, maybe. If you're lucky, he'll bring it to you. You could leave out milk and cookies for Chris Whitty. All sorts. Chris Whittymus cards, I think we need to make. I, I actually have been working on a Chris Whittymus card, which I may debut at some point before the big day, December the 25th. Chris Whittymus. And maybe even, I don't know, insert Chris Whitty into some Christmas songs. I think these are all things that we should get involved with during Chris Whittymus. And I just wanted to, you know, plant the flag immediately. First thing on the first show in December. December is Chris... I can't say his name. Chris Whittymus. That's what's happening. Merry Chris Whittymus to you. Um, I would very much encourage you to get involved in Chris Whittymus if you want to... Maybe rewrite some Christmas carols to include references to our Lord and Saviour, Chris Whitty. If you want to send a Chris Whittymus card to your friends, I would love to know about it. However you are choosing to observe Chris Whittymus, just, just get me involved, let me know. Let's make this huge. Let's show Chris how much he means to us. I should I should get my friends in uh, the Facebook group Chris Whitty Fans Unite involved in Chris Whittymus. You know what? I might do. I might wish them all a Merry Chris Whittymus. But this this is going to be huge. Chris is going to see this. He'll be he'll be so happy that um, you know we are dedicating a whole month to him. Um, so a merry Chris Whittymus to you all. More Chris Whittymus content incoming over the next month as we observe Chris Whittymus. Coming up next, I would like to talk to you about hotels. A bit random, but I'll tell you why. After Claudia Valentina, 4:15, Wizard Radio. Claudia Valentina, 4:15 on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hi. Coming up, some girl named Anna and 24K Golden, the, the one with Bieber and all them, is on next. Have you got any holiday plans for 2021? I don't suppose you do because we're in the middle of a pandemic and making plans feel quite pointless right now. But, um, nonetheless, you know which who write all the like magazines and reviews and stuff and they're like really trusted. They tell you what's good, they tell you what's bad. They have released their list of the UK's best and worst hotel chains. And I have some exciting news for the Britannia Hotels chain. They are bottom of this list for the eighth year in a row. That's quite some run at the bottom, being literally the worst hotels in the UK, according to, you know, like consumer rights people. So, you know, good for them. Well done. And... You know what? I I can sort of relate to this. I feel like I have at some point stayed in a Britannia hotel, like once when we went on a holiday a while ago. And I'm not saying whether this list is right or wrong, but it did rain indoors. It was literally raining indoors. And I think, actually, remembering more now... Um, <laughs> oh, man. There was also some, some people in, in a nearby room who were... I don't know, I think they were bouncing on the bed or something. It was, it was really loud all night long. Um, so I can I can understand why maybe this hotel chain has done particularly badly on the reviews. Um, some quotes I can give you. Filthy hovel and by far the dirtiest hotel room I've ever stayed in is what people are saying. Um, and I think those the story about um, <laughs> the raining indoors for some reason actually made it into my GCSE English exam. I can't remember why. One of the questions was like, write a travel piece. And I was like, okay, let's review a hotel in Leicester. And that that was my travel writing in my GCSE English. But, you know, it kind of sucks to be them and their, their terrible, terrible hotel. But it got me thinking that hotels are weird places. There's always, I don't know what it is. They just have a vibe about them, you know. They feel slightly odd, slightly not quite right always different things going on which makes them a rich seam of stories if i was mining for stories hotels would be where i would go because there will be so many stories about hotels 
I don't have a specific question. Nothing like that. I just want to know, do you have a story about a hotel? It's a very, very broad question. And I think there will be lots of answers to it because everybody has a story about a hotel, you know. Like me and the, the, the bouncing on the bed and the rain and doors, that kind of thing. So what have you got? Hotels. I'm giving you, well, a very, a very broad platform on which you can come and tell me a story about hotels. That's all I want. So if you've got one, send me a text right now. 07807 183 538. You can email me as well. Station at wizardradio.co.uk. A very simple question. Have you got a story about a hotel? Come on and tell me because I want to hear it. Hotels are fun. And these, these Britannia hotels are, to quote a review once again, filthy hovels, according to someone whose opinion is not mine. But I don't disagree. So I'll read some of these hotel stories in a bit. First, 24K Golden, Justin Bieber, Jay Balvin, Ian Dior. This is Mood on Wizard Radio. Live from a slightly funny-smelling basement in Manchester, this is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio with some girl named Anna. That seriously just stopped 24K Golden before that. Sam Fender and Easy Life play before 4pm. We're talking about hotel stories. I feel like everybody has a hotel story. I was reminded of mine by the fact that Britannia Hotel has been named the worst hotel chain in the UK eight years on the trot. That's consistently bad. Like, you'd think if you were the eighth best or worst or whatever it is, I think eighth best is the same as worst on this list. If you were the worst on this list, you might want to do something so the next year you move up, but no, they're just chilling in last place. Eight years in a row, and having stayed in one once, I can confirm that it did rain indoors. And there were some some people bouncing on the bed quite loudly in the room next door. So, you know, fair one. I feel like everybody's got a hotel story, so very broad. Do you have a hotel story is what I've asked. Ellie has a hotel story. For some reason, she says, me and my family had to spend a night in a hotel in Watford when I was younger. Oh, no. Watford. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm Where I'm from is near Watford, and I mean, yeah. It was really random because we live not that far away from Watford, me neither. But we had to not be in the house for the night, so Watford was the destination my parents chose. All I remember from the experience is that we went up to the reception desk when we arrived, and the woman was unable to speak English, and so my parents literally went up to her to check in. Couldn't quite understand what we were saying, and we needed to get her manager out and all of that, which wouldn't have been that weird if we were actually abroad, but it was just kind of unexpected in wet rainy Watford. Uh, you know what? I quite like that, in a way. It's like it's like you were on actual holiday, which is which is nice. <laughs> you know, by the pool in, in Watford, you know, you don't know how to speak the language. You're just kind of trying to speak English, but more slowly and maybe with a slight accent. Yeah, just like a real holiday. But you just you just went all, all Karen and called the manager. <laughs> but I, I suppose you did want to actually check in. Yeah, Nice, very nice. Oliver says, I don't want to go into too much depth with my story. But you know how you're told to never shine a UV light in a hotel room in case you see things that you really don't want to see. I was on holiday with Spain with my family once. I was sharing a room with my older brother. thought it might be fun to use his um, spy UV pen that he had to inspect the room with the lights off. That was the most uncomfortable hotel stay I've ever had. I knew too much. No, Oliver, don't say that. Please, no, don't, don't tell me that. I'm really weird about hotels as it is. I really don't like them. I just, for exactly that reason, I just don't trust that they're clean. I just think, so many people have been here before me. This is probably gross. And, and you've just confirmed it. And that's the last thing I need. I don't want to have that confirmed to me because I'll never go on holiday again. Airbnbs from me from now on, never, never setting foot in a, I don't know, in a Premier Inn because I'll just be thinking about you and your UV pen and just no, big no, not, not what I want to think about, but kind of what I suspected all along. The less said about my, my sleeping bag in hotel phase, the better. Anyway, moving on, Lexi says five years ago, we went on holiday to France. We showed up to the hotel. There were loads of police and ambulances everywhere in front of it, like... Our taxi from the hotel pulled up, and then in the car park, it was just full of ambulances and police cars, like there was an active emergency currently taking place. 
And then we got out of the car. Someone ran out of the hotel, started shouting at us to go through the back entrance. And we got dragged over to the staff entrance at the back through some weird, like, dark alleyways. And, like, put in the conference centre to just wait with loads of other guests. To this day, we still don't know what was going on. Because the French don't like telling the British people what's happening. Mm, the less we know, the better. Otherwise, we'll know their, their secrets. That is quite off-putting. What was it? Do you think, like, a murder? A hold-up? Like, a, an armed robbery? Or what else could it be? If there, do you think there was, like, a really super-wanted criminal hiding in the hotel? No, that doesn't explain the ambulances. Basically, Lexi, whatever was going on in the hotel that day, I would say it's probably better you didn't know about it because whatever it was, it doesn't sound good. It really doesn't sound great. So I think you probably have dodged a bullet by not being told about that. And the hotel as well was quite smart because I feel like it's the kind of thing, whatever had happened, definitely the kind of thing where they wouldn't want you to know it happened because none of their guests would continue staying if they knew about it. So... It was probably better for everyone that it was just kind of covered up, kept on the down low. Hush, hush, don't tell anyone. But that's very off-putting. Sammy says, I want to open my hotel room door. There was a cleaning guy looking through the peephole of my room. What? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> As if that isn't weird enough, think about this. I was inside the room, so the guy was trying to look the wrong way through the peephole. As if he could see into my room. Which he couldn't. I checked. When I opened the door, he just stood there, said sorry, and walked away. We changed hotels the day after that. What? That is that is really odd, creepy behaviour. <laughs> also kind of comical. That he just opened the door and he stood there. He's like, oh, oh uh, sorry. And it's like, no, don't, don't say sorry and walk away. Tell me why you're trying to look the wrong... The, 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 I can't talk. Why are you trying to look the wrong way through a peephole? Again, there is no explanation for that that's not quite dodge. Um, but, uh, I don't know. <laughs> good good call changing hotels, I think. Thank you very much for these. I, I told you everyone has a hotel story. I knew it. It's just one of those facts of life, you know. Hotels, weird things happen in hotels. They're not like a normal place. Oh, we've got, we've got, got time for one more, actually. Mikey says... I can one-up Lexi's story, Alec. Oh, okay. A bit of one-upmanship taking place. Lexi was the one with the police and ambulances at the hotel because something terrible had happened. Mikey says, I was in Florida once. My family and I used to go there the whole time when I was younger. Obviously, summertime in Florida, also hurricane time. We showed up to the hotel and it no longer had a roof. Sorry? The roof was gone. That's crazy. Mikey says, literally, the hotel was an absolute wreck. We pulled up. We were like, this can't be that hotel. It turns out, no, no, it, it was the right hotel. But it had been really badly damaged two days before. So next time you stay in a hotel, just be happy that it's actually there. Well, a lesson for us all. Yes, it might have been raining inside at that Britannia Hotel in Leicestershire. Yes, maybe Lexi turned up and there were police and ambulances. Yes, maybe Sammy was getting spied on by a cleaner. But... At least it, there was a roof and it wasn't just sort of an open top mess. You're right. For that, we can all be grateful, except Mikey, because there was no roof. Well, what do you do after that? Well, they're like, sorry about that. Just um, have an umbrella. <laughs> we'll get some buckets for you. I, I, I don't know. Weird. See, I knew everyone had a hotel story. Right. Coming up in a second, I would like to discuss the breaking Rita Ora news of the week about a birthday party with her biggest fan and I will speak to them next first Sam Fender Winter Song on Wizard Radio Sam Fender on Wizard Radio that was Winter Song I'm Alec Feldman hi easy life on in a sec but first one of my favourite things that has happened this week involves pop star Rita Ora and her birthday party Oh dear, you've probably heard about this because it's been it's been everywhere. There were loads of memes about it as well. She has been naughty. She went for birthday dinner at the weekend and it was it was well an illegal birthday party because she went to a restaurant. She went with lots of friends. She was 30, which is kind of mad 
that Rita Ora's only just turned 30. I feel like she's just existed forever. But 30 years old, went for a birthday party in a restaurant during the English lockdown, took loads of friends, very much not allowed, got photographed, was in all the papers, and it was very embarrassing for her. And I think in the end, she voluntarily paid a £10,000 fine for breaking COVID rules. And she's also launched an investigation to find out which one of her invitees leaked the whole thing to the press. Um, so it's made her look quite bad, especially as I think she brought out... Did she bring out a clothing range that was like all about the NHS and being grateful to NHS workers and stuff? I feel like it might have been. And now she, she does this. It's one rule for the rich and one rule for everybody else, eh? But anyway, so she did that. It was very embarrassing. But you don't care about my opinions on what Rita Ora did. I am, I'm a nobody. I'm just a guy who talks on the radio. The person whose opinion you really want to hear on this matter, on this breach, on this behavioural lapse, is Rita Ora's number one fan. And if you listen to Wizard Radio a lot, you will know that James Gilmore, our glorious leader, the producer of this radio show, is Rita Ora's number one fan. So let's cross to James Gilmore for his take on Rita Ora's rule-breaking. Well, as a fan of Rita Ora... Which you are. Which I am. Um, (laughs) It won't be surprising to you to know that I'm very disappointed in her behaviour. And... You know, I I just think it's indicative of what a difficult year she and everyone else has had. That, you know what? She slipped up. Slip-ups happen when your mind on much more important things. Like... Such as? The NHS. Her mum is a doctor, Ah. I think. Um, And other things like... um, God, what must I ask me on? Is she on The Voice? Maybe. Let's let's say I oh know she, whatever TV I feel show like she did on. at one point. Yeah, maybe it was the X Factor. I think it's the X Factor. <laughs> anyway, whatever TV, she's got. Yeah. So she's got her mind on obviously the NHS and COVID. Um, TV. I've heard that Boris has tapped her to be an advisor on the UK's response to coronavirus. Oh, I can't wait to see her press conference. So yeah, um, she's going to be showing up. She's going to be, I think, on the right hand side of Boris at the next press conference. Um, and obviously also just all the other really important things he's got to deal with, like gossip and music and, you know. And it's all about the music for you, isn't it? It's all about the music and centrepieces for birthday parties. She had a lot on her mind and slip-ups happen. You know what? I understand that. What you're saying is she was thinking so much about COVID and the NHS that she just absentmindedly wandered into a restaurant on her 30th birthday with lots of her friends and before she knew what was happening she'd broken the rules just these things happen you know what you know how sometimes i don't know if you've had this maybe you're writing an essay and your head's so into it that you lose perspective and you go Mm. you know what i need to take three steps back go to bed and then you look at it in the morning you go wow how did i not see that very blatant breach of the rules that i think that's what happened here her mind's so been on the virus you know everybody's suffered this year you know people haven't been earning as much exactly people haven't been earning as much money as they'd be used to you know times are tight and her head was so in trying to solve this virus you know following in the footsteps of icons like dolly parton and trying to help with the vaccine (laughs) that she lost all of her perspective and accidentally did a major breach of the rules but you know what that is that's the way that things are and and you know what i think it's really wonderful that rita aura as you said alec voluntarily paid ten thousand pounds which is about a tenth of what a sponsored instagram post costs for her (laughs) as an apology for us because you know what i've got some potholes down my road that I'm sure that that money could contribute at least partially to filling. So what we're really saying is we're grateful to Rita Ora for filling the potholes and we forgive her. You know what? I think that is a fantastic statement to end this on. Rita Ora pothole filler. That is <laughs> that is what she should always be known as. That is really her lasting legacy Rita Ora the one who enabled the filling of potholes
That's James Gilmore, Rita Ora's number one fan on Wizard Radio. Someone's zooming you. Somebody's ringing the bell. It's that time again. It's Zoom time. It's time to fire up the Zoom and connect to the dial-up and wait for the inevitable mystery guest that will be phoning me momentarily, I'm sure. This is someone Zooming you. It's the best game on the radio at this time that involves Zoom and the postcode lottery. And here's how it works. I get Zoomed unexpectedly by someone who I do not want to talk to because they haven't booked it in with me in advance, which is quite frankly rude. If you can guess who they are based on five yes, no questions, I'll pick up. If you can't, they're gone. I terminate the call. I do not want to talk to them. That is how someone Zooming you works. And any moment now, I'm sure that the Zoom will Zoom, 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 zoom. Zooming. Zoom, 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 zoom. Uh, zoom, 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 zoom. Don't you just love that, that sound? Zoom, 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 zoom. I should add, zoom, by the way. Zoom, 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 Because I live zoom, in Manchester, zoom, zoom. I am still in tier three, zoom, so people can't zoom, zoom. knock on my door. Zoom, zoom, so they still zoom. are zooming. Let's silence the zoom now. Okay, okay, we get it. So, person zooming me this week. Let's, let's get a closer look. Let's check out the, the zoom caller ID and see who's there. Eh, all right, all right, here we are. Let's do it. I'm ready. I know who it is, and whether or not I will speak to them will be determined by these five questions and how you react to them. So let's go. Hey, James, again. Hi. Um, by the way, were you impressed that the Zoom ringer now sets so that whilst you're talking, it goes a little bit quieter? That's clever. Yeah, it's a neat thing. That, um, a neat Technology wonderful. Exactly. All right, so my first... Um, my first question is this person British? No. Okay. Is this person American? No. Jesus Christ, Alex, you're already whittling my questions down here. Okay, is this person um very famous? Yes. Is this person popular on social media? Yes. Okay. And is this person female? Yes. Okay, I've got an idea for who it might be. Okay. Well, that's all well and good, but does anybody else? They're a person who is not British, they're not American, they are very famous and popular on the socials, they're also female. Who is Zooming me today? If you think you know, send me a message, 07807 183 538. You can tweet at WizRadio, you can Instagram DM slide at WizRadio, you can Facebook message, facebook.com slash wizardradio, or go old school, email station at wizardradio.co.uk. There is literally no excuse for not having a guest because you have literally every platform in the world on which you can make one. Who is it? If you think you know, let me know. We will find out who it actually is on Zoom to me before 5pm. If someone gets it right, great, I'll have a chat with them. If nobody gets it right, then I'm afraid I won't. It's brutal like that, but that's just how it goes. They're not British. They're also not American. They are very famous in both the world and social media. And they're a she. They are a female. Who's Zooming me? Get your guesses in right now. Go, 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 go. Coming up in 10 minutes' time, we are going to revisit a very, very old feature on this show. More details in a minute after Mabel, Miley Cyrus, and the news. It's 4 o'clock. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Mabel, loneliest time of year on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman coming up before 4.30, Lil Nas X and Gracie. But first, let's revisit something we haven't done on this show for a really, really long time. It's more than likely that you will never have heard this because this was like, this was early days for this show. This was like three years ago. I did a feature... It started out as being sort of the procrastination diaries. Me and my friend Toby, when we were at school, we'd always try and waste time. Like in our like free periods or during like study leave, 
we never quite got the hang of just getting our heads down and being productive. Instead, we'd just create increasingly ridiculous distractions for ourselves, which were very fun, but in hindsight, academically probably not great. And one day, we were sat at school in, I think it was year 12, we were doing our AS levels, and there was a news story about Ken Livingstone. Now, Ken, Ken Livingstone, you probably never heard of him. He used to be the mayor of London back in the day. He was like the first ever mayor when they invented the job. And he was the mayor of London. And then in 2008, he lost to Boris Johnson, which feels like a million years ago that Boris Johnson was the mayor of London. But he lost that election and just kind of went off into like political obscurity a little bit. And he just kind of did his thing, you know, occasionally said something a bit controversial or shocking. And people just went, oh, well, it's just Ken. It's what he does. Until... One day in 2016, when the Labour MP Naz Shah got in trouble for making anti-Semitic comments, and she said something about Hitler and that kind of thing, and a lot of Jewish people were really upset by that. Ken Livingston, however, decided to go on loads of TV shows and radio shows and just talk about Hitler and try and make him sound like a much, much nicer guy than he actually was, because Hitler, this won't shock you, was a rotter. He was a really terrible person. But Ken Livingston just, for some reason, went out to defend what Naz Shah had shared on Facebook. Uh, She apologised, weirdly, and she was really repentant for it. But he was just like, no, this is fine. Everything is fine. There's nothing wrong with what she did. And also Hitler. And it just became this ridiculous thing that Ken Livingston, every time he got invited on the TV, on the radio, anywhere, he would talk about Adolf Hitler, the former Nazi dictator genocidal type person and it was just bizarre and it literally happened every time for about two years ken livingston would just get invited on tv and end up talking about hitler and it was you know quite offensive but also i found it oddly hilarious at the time and on one of these occasions where he was just saying loads of wildly inaccurate things about hitler um he said listen he's got he sounds a bit like this right quite like croaky voice Listen, if you can prove me wrong about Hitler, then I will buy you a lovely dinner. I will take you out for dinner. And me and my friend Toby, when we were at school, wasting time, read about this and we were like, brilliant, challenge accepted. Who would not want to go for lunch with Ken Livingston? He's offered to pay for your dinner if you can prove him wrong about Hitler. So we were like, right, challenge accepted. Let's give it a go. The only problem was... We didn't know how we could talk to Ken Livingston. We didn't know how to get hold of him. So we spent a whole day basically trying to track down Ken Livingston. We called it the Ken Hunt. And I recorded all of it. I don't know why I did at the time, but I did. I thought it was funny. I recorded the whole thing. And then on this show, a couple of years later, we like played it all out. It was like a a soap opera almost. We serialized the Ken Hunt our quest to find Ken Livingston. Sadly, it never quite worked. We put in lots of calls, we phoned up loads of people, but it wasn't to be. We never did get Ken Livingston on the show, officially. Not not the real Ken, anyway. But, 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 there's been an unexpected development that has led me to bring this feature back from the radio feature graveyard three years later because, like I said, I believe there has been an unexpected development and we need to talk to somebody. Sam, hi. Hello. I believe there's been a sighting. There has. Tell me everything. I know you've been looking for this man for a long time. About three years. (laughs) Three years. And, I mean, I've also had this weird fascination of trying to find him in the Walton Green area because, as we know, he he lives in that area. You're a fellow Ken Um, hunter. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a honorary Ken Hunter like you. It's just sort of a part-time. But essentially, whenever I've been in the area, I've always tried to find him. But it's like finding Santa in, like, Lapland. You know he doesn't exist, but he, he supposedly is there. Or, like, Bigfoot or just <laughs> any, any like, mythic or leg- legendary character. But then, all of a sudden, I'm walking in Gladstone Park, minding my own business, and I look up, and he's there. He's found me. And no. He's, he's, he's nod Like, not only has he seen me, he nods at me. And I'm like, oh, no, what do I do? So I nod back. Why didn't he nod and at then, you? 
I don't know. He just, he not, maybe he was like, oh, I used to be the mayor, so he must know who I was. <laughs> he just nods at every citizen of London. To be honest, if I used to be the mayor, I'd probably do the same thing. She's like, hello, of course you know who I am. I'm Ken Livingston. Yeah. Right, are you sure it was Ken Livingston and not just another slightly elderly bald man? Well, I was quite confused because, like, you know, you, you and I both know his views on certain things. Absolutely. And it was, it was very unexpected for him to nod his head at someone like me. So, <laughs> at first I didn't think it was him, but then I was like, no, that's got to be him. And you can't, like, there's no Ken lookalikes in the Wilson Green area. Like, if it's Ken, it's Ken. Wow. So, when you saw him, did he did he mention Hitler at all? No, no. Really? He was wearing he was wearing a pink face mask, but didn't say anything about Hitler. Nothing about Hitler. Not even under his breath. No. I, I just uh, forgive me for being a skeptic. I just don't fully believe it was Ken Livingston because surely if it was Ken, he would have said something about Hitler because that's what he does. <laughs> well, I mean. If what I would have gone at around one or two o'clock, Gladstone Park. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's his local walk. So I'm sure if you walk there a couple of days a week, maybe like two or three days over the course of a week, at that, those times you would 100% see him. I mean, I do live about 200 miles away in Manchester, but I think going to Gladstone Park twice a week to spot Ken would be a good use of my time, so I might start doing that. I think it'll be a very good use of your time. I think if the radio station can fund your trip, which they will do because we're speaking about it now. It's all content. I think I think you can do it. Okay, I'll ask James Gilmore if he'll get his checkbook out so I can harass Ken Livingston so some you, more. You will, you will tell him to get his checkbook and you will go to Gladstone Park and you will finally find him. And you will, you will nod at him and he will nod at you. Absolutely, I can nod at him and prove him wrong about Hitler. And finally after three years of searching, get him to pay for that dinner when all the restaurants are open again. That'll be, yeah, I'm sure. Well, thank you very much for this Ken Hunt report, Sam. Uh, Keep up the good Ken Hunting work, and if you see him again ever, just you know where I am. Thank you very much, Sam. Gracie, 99% on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec, hi. Coming up next, this is exciting. I have something brand new it's a song that is literally so new it's not even an hour old Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello have done a Christmas song you'll hear it next on Wizard Radio but first I like to think mostly deep down I am for the most part a good person a good citizen um what you hear in about 10 minutes time may change your view on that but for now let's say I'm a nice person I'm a good person um, and I always like to do do the right thing and be a good upstanding citizen. And when I was walking around Fallowfield the other day in Manchester, which is where I live, I saw something on the floor. I saw a wallet. And because I'm, you know, the good upstanding citizen that I am, I was like, ah, somebody has lost their wallet. I must pick it up and keep it safe to make sure nobody steals it so I can return it to its original owner. So I picked up this wallet and I'm, I'm holding it now. I've got, I've got someone's wallet. Uh, let me describe this wallet to you. It's kind of, it's like brown, various shades of brown in like a little repeating pattern. And it's got a fox on the front. A fox, like, not a real one. Um, it's just like a fox face stitched into it with two buttons for eyes. And this is somebody's, somebody's wallet they've lost. And so I opened it up and, you know, found various forms of ID. And managed to work out based on that, obviously, who they are. But then, after I'd done that, find them on Facebook. Based on the school they said they went to, on their Facebook profile, and the address that's on their green provisional driving licence. Just saying. I managed to work out who it was. And so I did what anyone would do, and sent a message on Facebook. And I learned something in the process of doing that, which is... You know how you can message people you're not friends with on Facebook and it'll go into like their message requests folder. I always thought you got notifications when somebody you're not friends with sends you a message being like, hey, someone sent you a message request. Do you want to answer it? And then that'll take you there and you can choose whether or not you want to answer. But a few days passed 
and I heard nothing, and I thought that's weird. You'd think like if if you lost your wallet, you'd kind of be be hoping that you know somebody would message you about it, but they haven't replied. And I googled this, and apparently at some point in the recent past, you don't get notifications. Facebook stopped it, and so they just will have no idea that my message is sitting there. And I did look in my own message requests, and. It turns out I did have one from like months ago that I had no idea about asking me to do something from someone I sort like someone who actually wanted something from me. So that was kind of bad. But anyway, so they just they, they haven't seen the message. They have no way of seeing the message. I even sent them a friend request in the hope that that might prompt them to like check their messages and be like, oh, they, they found my wallet. But they haven't. And I don't know what to do now because I've just got this wallet and I have no way of returning it to its original owner. And I want them to get it back, I really do. But how else do I contact them? I, I don't know. Um, so I'll tell you what, let's let's just bring this on the radio because, I mean, they might be listening. They probably, they, they almost certainly won't be listening, but it maybe you might know them. Um, do you live in the, what is this, Matlock area? I believe that's in Derby somewhere or near Derby. It's got a Derby postcode. Do you live in Matlock is your name? Amber Moore, have you been to Manchester Metropolitan University? Um, what else can I learn about it? They have, they've got a card. A more card. Eat, drink, reward. I don't know what that means. They go to Sapphire Nails in Derby. Super drug. Lloyd's, I've got somebody's bank card here. Blimey. Like, I, if I were them, I really would check my Facebook message requests. They've got a circuit laundry card. You'll know the miseries of circuit laundry if you ever stayed in halls in uni, if you've been or are going. Um, they just rip you off to wash your clothes. There's like a... What's this? Some stamps? I love stamps. Yeah, there's five first-class stamps there. And because I'm such a moral, upstanding citizen, I'm not even going to steal any of them, even though stamps are really useful. They've got a rail card. They've got all sorts in here. And I'm just slightly surprised that they, they kind of don't want it back. I mean, obviously, they do want it back, but, like, they haven't checked their message requests because... I don't know what to do with this now. Where do I do I hand it into like the police? There's there's less chance they'll get it back if I hand it to the police than if I just hold on to it. But I might have to resort to like posting in Facebook groups, being like, "Do you know this person? I've had her wallet for like a week. Please, can I get rid of it? I don't want it anymore. I won't even take one of the stamps. I don't know." But this is just kind of frustrating and weird that <laughs> I tried to do something nice, but I've just ended up stuck with someone else's wallet. I feel like a thief, even though. You know, I've tried my... Well, I'm trying my best to get it back to them. <laughs> They're not playing ball. And now I feel weirdly bad that I didn't just leave it on the ground. I don't know. It's weird. It, it will work out in the end. I will make the effort. Anyway, moving on. Um, I might change your opinion on whether or not I'm a good person in a second. But before that, I want to play you this brand new song that was put out into the world under an hour ago. Literally, it was like a surprise. Boom. Shawn Mendes, Camila Cabello, they're dating. They also do songs together. Think of this as like a Christmassy version of Senorita. Although it's kind of not at all, really. This is the Christmas song. Brand new music on Wizard Radio right now. That's brand new. That did not even exist when the show started an hour and a half ago. And now it does. Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello, their cover of the Christmas song, I think, originally by Nat King Cole. I mean, I might be wrong, but I think that's correct. You heard it first on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldsman. Right. Now, I just told you about how I tried to be a nice person and and return somebody's missing wallet to them. And I've actually just ended up kind of stuck with it. But the moral of that story, amongst other things, was I am a nice person. That's the important thing here. The other matter at hand, however, is a friend of mine that is not me, um, who's who's had a bit of a an incident, I suppose, and they want to get it off their chest. A sort of a confession, if you like. Obviously, Christmas is coming up. If you still believe in Santa, he's not real, spoiler alert, <laughs> sorry, um, then you'll want to get back on the nice list, you'll want Christmas presents, and so this is an opportunity early in December to wipe the slate clean, to repent, to confess your sins. Think of me as a sort of cross between Father Christmas and a priest. This is a confessions booth, 
but it's also Santa's Grotto. I know that sounds kind of like a mixed metaphor, but it's whatever. I don't care. And so, first up on my Christmas Confessions booth, we would like to talk to my friend Alex, who is in a bit of a pickle. Hi, Alex. Hi, yeah. Thanks, Alec. I, I would like to confess to something. Actually, I'd also like to obviously uh, point out that our names are quite similar, for obviously we are <laughs> different people. Anyway, I I was arriving back from the shops, and it had been bin day, and obviously all of our wheelie bins were at the front of our house, so I, being the good person that I am, decided to wheel the bins back to where they normally reside, next to the fence. However, many people live in this house, and so as a result, there are lots of wheelie bins. Sometimes I like to try and be a bit efficient, and I might take two bins at a time. Um, now, where the bins are stored, they're next to a fence, and somebody usually parks their car kind of between the fence and sort of the bins. And so there's quite a narrow place where you can get the bins in. And I was wheeling the two bins at once, one in each hand, and I was trying to negotiate a particularly tight spot with one bin when I momentarily took my attention away from the second bin that was just in my hand. And unfortunately, as I was just absent-mindedly trying to move these bins, one of the bins that I wasn't paying attention to accidentally caught the, the rear light of the car that was parked in the driveway and I heard a sort of a crunching noise and it appeared that the bin had accidentally hit the bit of plastic that covers up the lights at the back and had made a slight crack and I felt very bad about it but didn't know what to do, didn't know who to turn to so I have decided to come to your Christmas radio confessions booth in the hope that I will still get a present this Christmas get back on the nice list. I am truly sorry, but not sorry enough to tell the owner of the car that it happened. Thank you, Alec. You are so welcome, Alex. Um, What a deep voice you have as well. That is my friend, Alex. Everybody, thank you for confessing to that. That was very brave of you. And I would like to take this opportunity to say, on behalf of the person whose car you damaged, you are fully absolved. You are forgiven completely. It's absolutely fine. Anyway... Um, That was Alex in the Christmas confession booth, but what about you? Is there something you've done that you would like to confess to just ahead of Christmas to wipe the slate clean with Santa? If you have, send me a message right now, 07807 183 538. Start that message with, forgive me, Father Christmas, I have sinned. Um, You can email me as well, station at wizardradio.co.uk. The Christmas confessional is open for business. I, a priest slash Santa, I've kind of a mix of both, will anonymously listen to your wrongdoings and provide forgiveness if there is anything you have done that you want to kind of make up for just before Christmas, you know, get it in ahead of time, get back on the nice list. 07807 183 538, get in touch right now. Wizkid and Burner Boy is on in the second. Just before I play you that, I would like to share some facts about Wizkid. I think that's what you want to know. Everybody will always likes knowing a bit more about the songs they hear. And so I've done lots of research. I spent all afternoon trying to find this out. It was actually very, very difficult. But the result is good because everything I've got for you is completely true. And so here it is, condensed into 60 seconds. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Wizkid is Australian, which makes him the Wizkid of Oz. And much like the Wizard of Oz, he also owns a hot air balloon. He can regularly be seen floating around the Melbourne area, actually. He even travelled to the Bristol International Balloon Festival one year to meet up with uh, some fellow balloon enthusiasts. In the musical world, Wizkid became internationally famous after appearing on the Drake song One Dance. But what people might not know about that song is Drake and Wizkid recorded it in completely different studios because they couldn't stand being around each other. Their relationship got off to a good start, but then they fell over, fell out, sorry, over whether or not you should cut sandwiches long ways or diagonally. By the date of the recording, their dislike was so intense, they wouldn't even look at each other through the glass in the separate studios they were in. It's rumoured that on this latest song, Ginger, Prince Harry features. Some say it's him who's playing the guitar riff throughout, although others say it's actually Rupert Grint, and that is Wizkid in 60 Seconds. 
Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Wizard Radio. That was Pale Waves and Change, which I love. Before that, Wizkid and Burner Boy Ginger. Salem, Elise and Lil Nas X before 5pm when Marvin McCorsky's on. But first, welcome back to the Christmas Confessions booth. I am the priest of this radio church. I'm also Father Christmas and this is a Santa's Grotto. I, I don't really know what this is. It's sort of a mixed, mixed metaphor, but whatever. Just go with it. I want to know what your pre-Christmas confessions are, just so you can start 2021 the right way, get yourself back on the nice list in time for Christmas, get all that stuff, the bad vibes, out of your system, and be absolved of all of your past sins. Legal disclaimer, um, if you've done something that's actually illegal or really bad, um, then please inform the police and not me. But Anna says, Forgive me, Father Christmas. I have sinned. It was in fact me who ate all of the Ferrero Rocher chocolates that my dad was given last Christmas as presents. Yes, the rumours are true. I ate them very slowly over the first four months of this year by taking one out of the packet every day and then putting the packets back in their original position. No, I will never admit this to my parents and I will let it be an unconfirmed mystery for the rest of time. Thank you, Anna for that confession. I really hope that you're not an only child because then it will be quite obvious who stole the chocolates and it's not like an unconfirmed mystery. So, wait, were you, were you like taking the chocolates out of the wrappers but then redoing the wrappers to make it look like there were chocolates inside and putting them back in the box? Because that is, that is um, obviously um, not ideal. Sorry, I I snapped out of my, my zen mode momentarily. That is obviously not okay that is sinful but my child you are forgiven because um god loves all his children we have somehow forgotten we paraphrase a book written 3500 years ago and i can't change sorry i sorry i got into quoting macklemore then my mistake that happens sometimes thank you for your message anna um and thank you for i, I mean i mean anonymous person <clears throat> thank you for popping into the confessions booth um, I would like to welcome into the radio confession booth now, Anonymous Harriet. Hello, Anonymous Harriet, whose name will not be said. She says, forgive me, Father Christmas, for I have sinned. I promise. I, <laughs> I promise I will stop stealing carrots from M&S by removing one from a snack pot whilst I'm shopping and get hungry. I never actually want to buy a whole snack pot of carrots. I'm too hungry to actually wait to buy one. So... By piercing the lid and removing a carrot, then putting it down my sleeve and subtly eating it, that is the most convenient way to do things. But I promise I will stop, because I know it's wrong. Uh, Anonymous Harriet, I am slightly confused here. Because, are, are you, are, is it like when you go to the shops and you pip something in your trolley, or your basket, and then you start snacking on it, and then when you get to the checkout, you still scan the barcode and pay for it? Is it that, where you're just eating before you've gone to the checkout? Or are you literally going into M&S, going to the snack pots of carrot, literally piercing the lid and then removing something and just leaving it on the shelf? Because I feel like those are two quite different things. One's, you know, frowned upon but not illegal. The second is quite literally stealing, you know. I mean, have you ever had the, the things go off when you walked out of M&S? Either by accident and been like, oh my god, they're onto me! Or because it knows that you do have stolen carrot inside your stomach. And that's that triggers it. I don't know. But listen, listen. I promised, I promised a judgment-free environment. Um, I did say don't confess to actual literal crimes. Um, so uh, I don't know. I don't know where I'll leave this. Do I have to pass your message on to the the police? No, I, I won't. Don't worry. It's it's a carrot. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry. But um, yes, I I would too like to absolve you of all of your sins. You are now forgiven for the carrot theft from Marks and Spencer. Go forward, my child, and do good in the world. Hello to Robbie. Forgive me, Father Christmas, for I have sinned, he says. I ask for your forgiveness for having prayed for a global incident that would stop my GCSEs happening this past summer, and then I would like to thank your son, uh, brackets Jesus, some people think, for... (laughs) 
<laughs> sorry, for actually making my prayers come true. I also promised that I will stop praying that my teachers get ill. Now I am back at school. And then, when people slowly started getting COVID-19 in September, I also apologised for claiming that it was me who did it because I had prayed for it. I am bad. I know. Now, now what seems to be the case here is that Robbie um, is, is one of God's chosen children, more so than the rest of us, because when Robbie prays, his wishes come true. He prayed for the pandemic. He got the pandemic. He prayed for sickness on other people. They got sick. Um... And so what is really happening is that Robbie is using his special connection, his sort of magical powers for evil instead of good. But he has now seen the light and we must embrace him and welcome him back into the community so that he uses his powers for good. Um, I apologize. No, I don't apologize. I accept your apology. <laughs> I accept your apology profusely um, as long as you don't pray for any more global pandemics and maybe pray for pray for good things in 2021 because they might actually come true the big lesson here really is be careful what you pray for but thank you robbie you are forgiven and thanks one and all for coming into the radio christmas confessions booth you're all back on the nice list because i'm also father christmas as well as being a priest and you're all getting christmas presents this year and you can start 2020 off very nicely all is forgiven especially um my friend alex who accidentally damaged somebody's car a little bit. This is Salem Elise, Coke and Mentos on Wizard Radio. Someone's Zooming you. Somebody's ringing the bell. Welcome back to part two of Someone Zooming You on Wizard Radio, the only game show on radio based on both the postcode lottery and Zoom. There might be variants on both, but this is the only one that combines them. My two favourite things in the world. Just before 4pm, I unexpectedly got a call on the Zoom line. It was from someone I was not expecting to hear from because they hadn't pre-warned me. And I hate it when people phone me without warning. But I will talk to them on one condition and one condition only. That is, if their identity can be correctly guessed based on five yes or no questions. I know it's a strange condition, but it's just how I work. It's what I do. It's my thing. And... There are some clues, obviously, to help out with this. We established that they're not British, nor are they American. They are very famous, though. They're big on social media, as well as the real world, and they're female. But, who do you reckon it is? Dan's been on. Dan says, I don't know if this counts, but I think someone is probably... Well, this is someone who a lot of people think is British, but actually isn't. One of the biggest female pop stars in the world very famous, big on social media. Is it Dua Lipa? She was born in London. I think she's technically Kosovan though. That's where both of her parents are from. And they only moved to London like three years before Dua was born. I'm a big Dua Lipa stan, so I hope it's her. Can you imagine that? If if we'd actually got Dua Lipa on the show, real Dua Lipa, how huge would that be? That would be amazing. But have we? Is it Dua Lipa who's, who Zoomed me? I didn't even Zoom her. Has Dua Lipa Zoomed me? No, no she hasn't, I'm sorry. You're, you're on the right track with that actually, but it's not, it's not Dua Lipa. But all I will say is that general region, you know, Kosovo, the former Yugoslavia, that kind of Balkan vibe, keep that in mind because it might be relevant. Sersha says, I know who's Zooming you. It's a really famous person who's not British or American. They're popular on social media. If not the most popular, they're definitely up there. Is it Kim Kardashian West? What? Sersha says, I know she is most well-known as being an American, but isn't she actually Armenian or something like that? Is she? Kim Kardashian from Armenia? I had no idea. Let me Google this to see if this is true information or not because I wouldn't want to misinform you um, it says she was born in Los Angeles California so unless she's been doctoring her Wikipedia page what if I go Kim K Armenia is there anything for that um, she's donated a million dollars to Armenia okay she might be Armenian a bit but Wikipedia says otherwise it's unconfirmed she might be Armenian. Either way, to my mind, she's not Armenian, which means I would have answered yes to the question, is she American? 
which is a very long-winded way of saying Kim Kardashian is not zooming me, Sersha. You are wrong. But thank you for playing. Good guess. And good fact, even though I can't quite work out whether it's real or not. And Benny is on as well, as always. I know how politically active you like to be on air, Alex. Me? No, never. My, my opinions are kept firmly to myself. Is the person zooming you actually Greta Thunberg? She's obviously Swedish. She's obviously a woman. She's obviously very famous. She obviously has over 10 million followers on Instagram. It's obviously Greta Thunberg. That would be the right thing to do, Alec, wouldn't it? I mean, I would love to have Greta Thunberg on. I can't remember whether or not she zoomed me before. She might have done. But, but either way, on this occasion, Benny, I'm afraid it's not Greta. But I would love to get her on. I think she'd be awesome to talk to. But not, not this week, sadly. Sabrina, hi. Thanks for texting the show. She's got a guess in. It's obvious, Alec. Not British-American, very famous woman who's Zooming you this week is probably Zooming you from behind bars. It's the woman who a lot of people think is either British or American, but is actually from Kosovo, who's not Dua Lipa. It's James Gilmore's favourite artist. It's Rita Ora. Sabrina, you are correct. You're bang on the money. Well done. You've got it right. The person Zooming me this week is Rita Ora. Uh, Zooming me from behind bars, yeah. I mean, I don't know if she got taken to jail for her, her COVID breaches, but maybe she did. So, yeah, congratulations. The person on Zoom to me today is Rita Ora. So let's let's fire up the Zoom, get her on. Rita, hello, just tell me, why did you do it? Oh, oh, what? Oh, no. I think I think it's disconnected. I'll tell you, you know what's happened? Because, like Sabrina said, Rita Ora is behind bars for breaches of COVID restrictions. I think... I think she must have run out of time. This was her one phone call of the week. And she she blew it on me. And then I didn't even pick up until it was too late. Oh dear. Oh no. Well. Uh, Rita Orr, everybody. She was Zooming me today. Woo. Oh, what a, what a letdown. But yeah. Well done, Sabrina, for getting that one right. You win nothing other than my respect. Here you go. Have my respect. Well, disappointment that Rita Orr can't be on the show, but... Gotta gotta get off air, gotta make way for Miles Mikulski. He's coming up next because I am done for the week. Catch you on Friday for the weekly mixtape 3pm and here Saturday 3 till 5 we'll do it all again including more Chris Wittybus fun. First though I'll play you this. Lil Nas X, Holiday, Miles on next. Have a good one. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio based fun. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.